You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. From Matthew 24 and 36 to 44, I believe, it says, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the meal, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Let's pray. Father, we read this word preparing us for your coming. We receive, O oh Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, sensitivity to live ready for your coming in the name of Jesus. As we look into your word, Lord, prepare us, transform us, change us, strengthen us, heal us. Everything that is necessary for us to be a people ready for your return and the people preparing others for your return. Lord, we receive that in the mighty name of Jesus. Teach us tonight. We surrender. We lay ourselves before you and say, Lord, we are open. Speak into our hearts your words of life that we may become witnesses for you in our world. Thank you, our Father. As someone come, Lord, with a question, oh Lord, something disturbing. Grant answers, O oh Lord. Bring illumination in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for where your spirit is. There is liberty. We release, O oh Lord, liberty in the house. In the name of Jesus. Heads that are coming bow down, they will go lifted, O oh Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, praise God. So, in essence, we've said it. And um, one of the main things I took there from Sunday was that we don't know the time, we don't know the hour, and there will be a lot of distractions. Like our brother said, there's going to be a lot of distractions. And just like, you know, the text says, it says, as in the days of Noah, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage, they were buying, they were building, they were trading. You know, life was going on. All Jesus, you know, listed here that would happen or were happening in days of now was normal life. Eating and drinking. Who hasn't taken something today? If you've not eaten at least, you probably have drank something. And you'll still eat tonight. There is buying, there is selling, there is going, there is returning, there is planning, there is booking. It's normal life. You know, there is, you know, proposal, there is marrying, there is, you know, all of that. There is childbearing, there is child raising, there is, you know, all, all of that. And to say that these things are not important is to be unreal to oneself. 
Because you as yourself, you know that they're important to you. Praise God. They're all important. They're all important. That the things, you know, the realities of life, the pigeon English say, man must work. Okay? Isn't it? Uh-huh. Someone has to eat. Someone has to sleep. Someone has to know where is this sleeping. Someone has to put on clothes. Someone, you know. So, so all those are essentials of life. And our Lord Jesus, referring to them here, did not say they were bad. The only thing he said was verse 39. It 38 says, For as in the days of Noah, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came. What do you see there? What our Lord Jesus is pointing out in that place is that these people were so engaged with normal life that they did not know when eternity missed them. You understand? He said they were eating, drinking. Noah was also eating and drinking. Praise the Lord. But they continued it and they were not now sensitive to know when Noah entered the ark. So the only time they knew what was going on was when the flood came. That would not be our portion in Jesus' name. So we established that these things that, you know, the realities of life, they're important. But we have to be careful. And where are we going to be careful? Where do we place these things? What priority? How does it rank in our hearts, in our senses? So we say this is where we have to exercise extreme caution. So that this normal life does not overtake the real life. Praise the Lord. It's very important. Okay, so I'm going to work. I'm doing business. I'm doing that. I'm doing all of that. But I must always remember that there is a life that is much more valuable that I must keep my focus on. And I believe this was the essence of the teachings, a lot of the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus. So even when we say, you know, quote the scripture that says, the thief did not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay? Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ says, but I have what? Come that you may have life and have a word more abundantly. He didn't come so that we all live luxurious lives. He came so that we'll have the Zoe life. And that Zoe life cannot be how much we carry in our pocket. Or how much we have in the bank. It cannot be. Because he also said to us, we should not lay up treasure. You know, where rust and moth, you know, rust destroys and moth eats and thieves breaking and steal. So he couldn't have been talking about this life. But he also understood we had to live this life. Okay? So we, we see here that it's a question of priority. It's a question of focus. And that will help us, you know, as we go into some of the parables that our Lord Jesus Christ took time to share with us. Let's look at Mark, um, Mark chapter 4. I think we can begin from there. Mark chapter 4, quickly, is a parable that we are all very familiar with. The parable of the seed or the parable of the sower and the soil. And uh, I want to read from the explanation. In Mark 4, 13, I read. It says, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Every time I read this, we've shared this in church here. This is a very important statement. If you don't understand this, how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. 
when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Praise the Lord. So let me quickly apply this to all the other parables. It means that God's intention, like we've learned, is always good. In fact, not intention. Intention is limiting it. God always does us good. Satan is always there waiting to do us bad. In the best of situations, Satan is planning bad. That's something you must capture. The sower sows the seed. Everything is good. But Satan spoils it. So Satan is a spoiler. And he wants to spoil everywhere. You know, like what our sister said, you know, eat, eat, eat. The eat she was talking about was suicide, Abby. Now, the eat you're talking about suicide because you don't have. Some people are also committing suicide because they have. So you should know that it's the coincidence that is doing it. If you mix all the people that are committing suicide, all of them will exchange their problems. This one says, ah, it's my husband. This one says, it's husband I'm looking for. Give me. Anyone, anyone. Eh? This one will say, it's problem. The other one will say, I looked around. I had no problem. Emptiness. To show you is the devil. You see, this thing they talk about suicide. During Biafra war, no, nobody committed suicide. They were running from dying. To tell you is the devil. Which suicide? Did you see the Kwashoka picking? How many of them killed themselves? How many parents killed themselves? It's the devil. There is never an excuse. It's deception. I don't have what to do. If you don't have what to do, listen to me. If you go to where they rent laborers, they will always rent you. They will hire you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's as simple as that. What I mean, it, 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 let's, let's not, you know, allow, if somebody wants to do something, do it. But don't say it's because. Because of what? Because you don't have food. Go to the hospital and see those who have food and can't eat. And I say, let them just, let them just be alive. I don't have job then. You know, they say a boyfriend left me and you come. It's the devil. They sow. I say, if you don't understand this prayer, but you can't understand anyone. The moment the sower sowed the seed, who appeared? He said, the devil appeared. You do nice. I've told you about my village people. You're extremely nice to them. They say they want to use you for juju. They want to buy, take your, take your, um, uh -huh, you people know it is in your village too. <laughs> So a, a, a relation, you know, a relative of yours wants to really help you. And it's maybe, they say, no, don't go. That's why the man is free. He's taking your destiny. Then another one is not helping. They say, yes, he can't help because the money is juju money. Where will, everywhere, every side you try, the devil is packing there. He said he's moving about to and fro upon the whole earth, isn't it? Uh -huh. So if you want excuse, you'll see. But please, anybody that wants to kill himself, let's offer you to Nigerian army. You go to Sambisa. At least die in the process of fighting Boko Haram. See, it will be worthwhile. Anybody that is the... And I saw a recruitment in the papers recently, yesterday or so. How many of us saw Nigerian army recruitment. Age qualification. And they said all the people that they'll recruit, those people are me, you know, all the people that are, going to, that are going to be successful in this recruitment will be posted to the... Northeast Theater. That's where those who want to kill themselves should go. Don't waste your death. They want to kill you. Go and ask the people in Rwanda that they were killing. Go and ask those Biafran children. One lizard, five children will be fighting to eat it. 
The devil is such a, a, a foolish, not foolish, he's just a liar. He's a, a shrewd. Okay, so it says, when, 14, let me read from 14 again. He said, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. All parables. From beginning, what happened? Garden of Eden was beautiful. Everything was excellent, isn't it? Immediately, Satan came and spoiled it. Anything that is bad, deal with Satan. There is no other person that spoils things. He's the only spoiler. You kick him out, beauty comes. Praise the Lord. He's the problem from the beginning. Okay? So 16 says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And this... They have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. Can I have someone tell me what happens to this group? 16 and 17, quickly. This is actually not where we're going. I hope we'll have enough time. 16 and 17. They hear the word. They receive it with gladness. Praise the Lord. But they have no root in themselves and then they endure only for a time. Then he says after all, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, it says immediately they stumble. Which group of people are this? Who, you know, who can bring it to our modern, our current situation? There are the people who hear the gospel of for better, for better. Hmm? For better, for better. Not your portion, never your portion. You can't have flat tire. Somebody was sharing with me the other time that he backslid as a Christian. He was born again as a teenager. He said he backslid because he was going to some church. I don't, I don't want to mention the name. And they kept telling them in that church that a Christian cannot have an accident. That if you have an accident, you are backsliding. That you must be living this. He said one brother that he could vouch that if he doesn't see that brother any day, maybe he has rapture has taken place. He said this brother had an accident and died. And he knew this brother was not backsliding. He knew this brother had nothing wrong with him. So he said the whole church emptied. Because they now could not explain. If they had been taught that a Christian cannot be involved in an accident. Then this brother, the, short, the one everyone is sure about. Now was involved in and died. He said he stopped going to church. It took him almost a, a decade or so. How can you tell people that? Didn't Jesus tell us that uh, the people that Herod mingle their sacrifice with God? Are you better off than this? Isn't that what he said? Isn't this saying that it's a common condition? As long as we're on this earth, the Bible says God's rain falls on the just and on the just. The same way bad things happen to good and evil people. The only thing is that the bad things that happen to good people cannot hurt them. It's as simple as scripture is complete. I don't know why some people want to appear nicer than God. For better, for better. I've told you my experience. You know, I was trying to witness to a friend to start paying tithe. Understand that, listen, if you pay tithe, the devourer is rebuked. All those money you're throwing away in hospitals, you won't throw it away. Your car will not spoil. Nothing like that. The next week, my car had accident. You see, God can allow you to go through some universities that will humble you. Since that, have you heard me say if you pay? Accident or beyond repair. But what God did was that he saved my wife and Uchechuku. They were in the car miraculously. The car was squeezed like this. They were carrying bottles at the back of the car. It was a Mercedes wagon. Luckily, she had throw pillows in the middle of the car. So the glasses broke 
and were scattered everywhere, but the tropilos prevented it from hitting. The tank was, you know, busted or bust. Okay, but God did it that instead of the car exploding, the cover of the tank opened. It doesn't happen. Okay? But we have to be careful what we teach people. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the one. That's why I tell people, when you go to some of these places that they teach you this thing, when you come, the only thing I'm going to present is Christ. Whenever they come to me, I just tell them this is what Christ said. And what did Christ say? In this world, though, you will have what? Uh-huh. If in their world you won't have, go to their world. But Jesus told me in this world I'll have tribulation. So when I see tribulation, I don't say this is not in the plan. That's the problem. You say these people, they receive it with gladness. And they think every day will be joy, joy, joy. Singing, singing, hallelujah, hallelujah. There will be days of crying. There will be days of pain. But it says, be of good cheer for what? I've overcome. That's why people backslide. They face, you know, uh, persecution in the office. They pray and they say, the man of God. Let me even say this one before. I was checking my Bible to be sure. You know, all these things they prophesy to you, new moon. Did you find Jesus prophesying new moon to anybody? Did you find? Did Paul prophesy it? Leave new moon. Even just from today. Is it in the New Testament? What do they say? They teach you principles. You see, people have not decided whether they want to leave native religion and come to Christianity. So every day they put picture of the man of God and he will prophesy. And when I look at them, I say, let me see where Jesus prophesied like that. His disciples. He just teaches you. He said, this is the one who is a wise man. Who hears my word. Teachings and does it. There is no prophecy greater than that. Obedience. They teach you the word. You go and do it. You do it, you will prosper. You'll be blessed. That's the prophecy of the New Testament. It says in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was God. It's the word that blesses. Not the word as in Wolio, instruction. That's why Jesus will want to heal a blind man and don't, doesn't do. He said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. What's that? Instruction. And the man could have said no so that there will be faith. The man could have said, I'm blind and you're covering my eyes. Which kind of healer you be? Praise the Lord. So these are some principles, okay? So we go down and the next one says now, verse 18 is the next one. He says, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things, entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Okay, let me deal with 20 and we'll come back to this. 20 says these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30 foot, some 60, and some 100 foot. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen? That will be our portion in Jesus' name. But importantly also, note even in this group, 20. It says some bear fruit, how many? 30. Some bear fruit, how many? Some bear fruit, how many? Not everybody will bring forth the same. They are all good soil. The person that brings 30 has called 100% according to his ability. It is everyone that received the word, you know, brought 100. No. Praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. It's God that knows the talents that he gave you. It's God that knows the abilities and the giftings he put in you. The Bible says when we compare ourselves with ourselves, we are not wise. The other day I was sharing with somebody, I can't remember. And I, I need a human being, please come. 
Okay. What part of his body is biggest? <laughs> take it in. Take it in. Take it in. Take it in. Okay. So, his chest now is the biggest part of his body, okay? I mean, for demonstration purposes. Hmm? Okay. Now, the eyes and the chest, which one are more important? Which one is bigger? So, do you want to be bigger or you want to fulfill purpose? The church is a body. Are you getting me? The largest muscle in the body is the gluteus, Abby. Now, do you know the most essential muscle you need? Is the one that's in the heart. Life is not about size. That's all the point I'm just trying to make to us. It's not about size. Spiritual things are not about size. Some people go to churches. There is nothing wrong with big churches. But because you travel abroad, you want to appear in that church because the church is the biggest. Maybe the word God had for you in that place where you traveled was in a church of 50 people. So if you want to do tourism, do tourism. If you want to do sightseeing, do sightseeing. If you want to find God, find God. God is not in size. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is a human body. There are parts of this body that are so small, but they can cut off other parts just to preserve that part. That's the way it is spiritually. So they say 30, 60, and what? 100 fold. 30, 60, 100 fold. You know, you come to church, they are raising funds, and you are afraid to bring your 5,000. But that your 5,000 may be more than the 500 or 5 million some other person is bringing. Because only God knows what you have. And these things are in the scripture. Jesus said to us, this woman has given more. And some people will be shy to bring it out. You bring it out because God knows your heart. The person that is bringing 5 million, maybe God expected the person to bring 50 million. Praise the Lord. Because he's the one who gave all of us. If you have five bank accounts, and in one bank you put 50 million, in another bank you put 1 million, in another bank you put 50,000. Will you go and draw a check of 50 million in the bank you put 50,000? You won't do that. If you draw a check of 50,000 in the bank you put 50,000, and they paid you, won't you be happy their charges haven't, um, as in their bank, they haven't used charges to collect all your money. So if you get your 50 back, won't you be happy? So when God gets 5,000 from the person he gets, he's happy. That's why I said, this widow has given more. She gave me all I gave her. You understand? The place she, he put 50 million. If they pay him a check of 25 million, they have just paid him half of what he put. He's not sure of the rest until he gathers all of them, then he can uh, acknowledge them. So understand this parable. So we go back the one that we want to study tonight, which is verse 18 and 19. Let's read it together, everybody. Now these are the ones sown among thorns that are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So this group are in between. They actually begin to grow. Okay? But other things come and do what? Crop it up. Now, let's take a break from that and come to, to science now. I hope someone will be able to help me at least. Now, if you took a vessel, Pastor Nath, if you took a vessel now, a verse, or, okay, any, any vessel, a, a glass, is it empty? It's not empty. What's inside? Thank you very much. 
If you want to completely remove the air inside, what are you going to fill it with? Liquid or something else? So it means a vessel cannot be empty. Praise the Lord. When we say the bucket is empty, we're only saying it's empty of water. Because it's full of air. Now let me tell you. As a human being created in God's image, because you're created in God's image, and because of the way we are designed to function, you must care about something. Something, you must, you must pursue something. Let me use that word. Every human being. Another way to say it is that everybody must serve something. But let's use pursuit. So a person come and, comes and says, I don't have time for the things of God now. I'm busy. I understand. Because Jesus said you can't serve what? Two masters at the same time. This parable says the word was shown in them. And when they were growing, other things came that they also had to give attention to. The word cares there can represent prosperity and adversity. It's just saying that cares of this world. That's why you see deceitfulness of riches. So that's why you see when we make excuses, let's be careful what we say. Nobody can say to God on that day, God, you know my condition was too difficult to serve you. It will be a lie. Nobody can say to God also that day that I was too busy. You know I was chairman of 75 corporations. I was too busy to serve you. You understand? God will not understand. Because everybody in whom the kingdom is can, has to make a choice. Who will fill you? Praise the Lord. Who will fill you? I'm still going to explain it further so you understand. Let's look at another parable to back that up so we get it. If you come to Matthew 13, in Matthew 13 verse 44, our Lord Jesus gives a very one verse statement of a parable, which I believe is so fundamental. He says, again, let's read together everybody. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like what? Treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and what? All that he has and buys that. Note, it says the kingdom of heaven. That's the kingdom we belong to, isn't it? Now, what you find in this kingdom is that this man mentioned here is a seeker. The man, for him to find treasure hidden, it means he was searching. Every man on earth is searching for something. That's why when they become president, they want second term. After second term, they want whatever term. If they can't get whatever term, they want to install somebody that they feel this one. They have their mumu button. Isn't it? Everybody is searching for something. There is nothing any man on earth has found that he can now sit down and say, I've arrived. No, we are created in that way. We keep searching. So here, this man was searching. And how do I know? He had some things already. He wasn't empty. Can you see that? He has some things. But when he now found a particular treasure, something occurred to him. This one is worth everything. So he went and sold how many? All that he had. And when he now bought that field, what happened? He settled. That's what Jesus, our Lord Jesus was saying to the woman at the well. If you drink of the water that I shall give you, you will not thirst again. You will not thirst again. 
So, people of God, let's speak some things here quickly. The kingdom, how do I know I found the kingdom? When all that I have, very important point, when all that I have, I'm willing to lay down in pursuit of that kingdom. So, I cannot serve God because of you have not seen the kingdom. Is that clear? Anybody that sees this kingdom, the way it is, Paul says, I count all things as done. When you see this kingdom, you will understand, you know, I keep using that illustration, why someone will slap you and turn the other cheek. Brother, if I told you, please follow me, eh, that's um, $100,000 I have for you. is in the car, let's go. If as you're walking behind me, puppet decides and slaps you, eh, heavy slap, engineer slap, and we're going to the car for me to give you $100,000. What will you do? Will you turn and say, you, Tobe, you've been looking for it. Will you do that? Listen, that we disobey God is that we have not seen the promise. Say, Lord, open my eyes. All this struggle is because we have not seen. When we see the treasure, <laughs> you now understand. You see, there's a comprehension of scriptures. The Bible says Jesus opened their understanding. And then he opened the scripture. May the Lord open your understanding. And may the scriptures be opened unto us. In the name of Jesus. When you see the kingdom. When you see the treasure. Nobody. is like the man Dr. Nosa told us. Who was walking somewhere. And some, you know, some of these um, night walkers. You know, hookers. Were trying to. Hello, hello. The man turned to them and said to them, you're talking to a dead man. Say the world of them ran. Now you see, as a human, he's a man. So, you know, he could have felt some things, but you see, he knew where he was going. Do you understand? He knew where he was going. So, a kingdom, this kingdom we're talking about, when a man truly finds it, that's why we have to keep praying that people will catch it. You know? The Apostle Paul speaking says, not all men have faith. That people come to church doesn't mean they have faith. It means they come to church. As simple as that. My church member doesn't mean he's a believer. It's when he acts, then we'll know. But he can be church member, so don't deny him or her. Okay? So it says, this treasure, you'll find it, everything. So whatever price. This explains why, you know, Pastor Chris mentioned on some... He said if he has a meeting and he sees he does not have enough gasoline to take him to church, he will stop pursuing the money. Doesn't he need money? That was when he had one mattress and one throw pillow. But you see, he had found the kingdom. So he would trade anything not to miss the kingdom. The next thing we see there is that the Bible says this man trades the things he's trading not because of pastor. When you do things because of pastor, you have found pastor, you have not found the kingdom. It's just that pastors like me won't even move you because I'm so dry. I don't get uh, BAs and, you know. The other day, some people just knocked on my door. I was almost about to eat banana. Because I don't, anybody that I just opened. I was surprised, but, you know. Just knocked, I saw some strangers in my office. If it's those pastors that to see them, fill form, sow seed, eh? set to PA. Hmm? My PA doesn't have business. Nobody sees him. You see? Do you understand? 
there are some people you know they've not seen the kingdom they've seen the pastor so pastor is not around they misbehave they have not seen the kingdom when you see the kingdom the bible says for joy the psalmist said i was glad when they said to me what let us go to the house of the lord when you see the kingdom every demand of the kingdom will provoke joy it will bring joy when they say bring money for the things of the kingdom you'll be joyful i remember an experience you know before I, th- I don't know whether it was before my wife agreed to marry me or I can't remember how this happened. But I overheard her mother want, uh, was it sausage or, or, or curry gold butter? I can't remember what she desired. Hey, if you see the race that I used to go at, do you understand? Hey, it wasn't sending. She should have wanted more. Do you understand? You see, when you're looking for something, when you know what you want, and people are saying, ah, this thing is too much. This time is too early. This thing is too heavy. They have not seen. For joy. For joy over it. Not strain. Not stress. That's why the Bible also says, with joy, we draw water out of the wells of salvation. It means that if there is no joy, you've not even found a well. How many of us have eaten the type of food that when the food is ready, you just laugh first. How many? You see, that's, you look at the food. Hey, that's the time some people take pictures and put on Facebook and cause problems for the rest of us. You know, one day I was so hungry and I saw one afang soup like this. Oh, I think it was vegetable soup. You, see, you just, you haven't started eating. The saliva is just moving everywhere, your whole body. <laughs> That's what it is. When you see the kingdom, say, Lord, I want to see the kingdom. I want to see the kingdom. He said, for joy, for joy. Over it. He goes and sells all. All that he has. So there's a finding, there's a joy, and then there's a selling. That's what makes you count all things as done. That's what makes you understand when the apostle Paul says, the love of Christ constrains me. Nothing is too much for the kingdom. Nothing can be too much. It's everything. Praise the Lord. So going back to the cares, let's begin to see something here. Now we'll put it together. When you become a Christian and the word of God is sown in you, you can go in two directions. You can decide to pursue the normal things everybody pursues. In Matthew 6, 31 or 32, let's start from 32. Matthew 6, 32, let's see. Our Lord Jesus made a statement. Let's read it. He said, after all these things, what? The Gentiles seek. Now, let's stop there. Did he say they were unnecessary? Did he say you didn't need them? Did he say it was a sin to need them? No, he said the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? They are not part of the kingdom. So their vessel, their minds, their thinking pattern can be filled ought to be filled with how to get these things. Okay? And he says, your heavenly father knows you have need of these things. So what does he want you to do? 33 now says what? But what? Seek first the word. Simply, in all those cares that we are told, the cares of this world, he said you should replace it with the cares of the kingdom. Everybody must have cares. The Gentiles are seeking after what they need. The children of the kingdom are seeking matters of the kingdom. Our Lord Jesus Christ said to us, he said to the parents, he said, don't you know 
I must be about my word. How many of us do their father, does their father have a business? He said, I must be what? About my word. Father, that's where they pay rent from. That's where they pay school fees from. That's where everything I want will come. Isn't it simple knowledge? So, how many Christians have you seen backsliding? And you ask, brother, why are you overweight? I say, I can't understand. As I'm praying for that, my neighbor, he's not changing. I've been interceding for him. I've been praying for him. But he's not changing. I can, he's getting worse. I'm being discouraged. How many have heard that? But you say, brother, discouraged. What is it? I don't even have 500 naira. Based on what we are looking at. Whose care is that? Of the Gentiles. The one that is your father's care does not come to, it doesn't arise at all. What that does is that it chokes the word. It chokes the profitability. It chokes the increase. Now, now, now. Some of these things, someone might be listening to it and it will seem as if this will have come again in the father's church. Let me tell you what the title of our learning today is. And I'll take it from Colossians chapter 1. Come with me to Colossians 1. Or just let's look at it then we'll come back here. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Very simple. It says what? For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that word, you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and one. There is what is called spiritual understanding. There's technology of spirituality. This is what you're learning. You see, m- many of us like noise. We like all kinds of things that don't work spiritually. They excite the flesh. They move the flesh. But they're not spiritual. It's, there's no tactics in it. Praise the Lord. The kingdom we belong to, there's a way it works. We are told in that parable, the cares of this world chokes these people so that they're unfruitful. So what care should I occupy myself? You're a businessman. You work in an office. You know, you're a student. Everywhere you find yourself. What do you say to yourself? Lord, I'm here for you. Glorify your name through me. Let my service here glorify you. Let by my life here, let many be one to you. You know, when you begin to do that, you begin to occupy yourself with the cares of the kingdom. The Bible has testimonies, records for us. It says Daniel and his friends, when they were tested, they were found how many times? Ten times better. Why? Because they minded their father's business. They took their father's business too personally or too personal. They took it, they took it to the extreme. Their own was too much. Haba, things delicacy in a foreign land. Many of us say, just cross Abuja the way you talk alone. Somebody will wonder if you've been to church before. You see believers outside of their base, the way they behave. Daniel was in Babylon. He could have thrown every Jewish whatever he lent away. But he was burdened with the cares of the kingdom. And says, no, this is not good for the kingdom. What happened? The kingdom master honored him. That's the way it works. It's spiritual technology. Daniel could have gotten in there and the Bible said, you know, they would have known that this is a process. They were told they are going to eat the king's delicacies. They are going to train them in the knowledge of the Babylonians and the language and in the skills. And then they'll be examined. You could have just gotten there and say, 
I want to excel. I want to be the best. I want, how do I do it? And the man will say, if you want to do it, there is this wine the king drinks. Eh? And when the king drinks it, eh, five bottles a night. You got to say, give me ten, give me ten. It's the same excel, you know. But in one case, he wants to excel as a Gentile. In the other situation, he wants to excel in the Father's kingdom. And whenever God sees that, the Bible says his eyes run to and fro upon the whole earth. What's he doing? He's searching for the hearts that are loyal, that he might show himself strong. This is spiritual technology. i give you a very simple illustration that captures this. You know, being a pastor, eh, it's not that difficult, to, but it's not very easy. Why am I saying that? It's not that difficult because you see God show himself time and time again. But the burdens of your brethren are your burdens. Okay? The burdens of your brethren. So sometimes, you know, you go to God with somebody's burden and the thing is just almost killing you. But you see, God loves them more than you do love them. And God says, I will not allow anyone of my children to be tempted beyond what they can bear. So, those words, what do they mean? It means that if you are being weighed down like that, you don't understand something. Let me tell you what I realized. I realized that the problem many times we have as believers is the problem of lack of spiritual understanding. And it's a simple thing. From this illustration, everybody will have cares. Every human being will have cares. The natural thing is, I mean, you're praying. Who pray for fruit of the womb? No, the number one. What's the number one prayer point? Finances. Abby? After that one, healing. No, be so. After that one, life partner. How do we take it to our throne room? Um, it, it, it's normal, isn't it? Now, the Bible tells us about somebody in the scriptures. In Luke, um, is it Luke chapter 1 or where is this? Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, 36 and 30, 38. In Luke chapter 2, we are given a scenario. Who the Spirit of God said to me, if you were her pastor, how would you have responded? The Bible tells us of Anna. She was married only for seven years. Married a virgin. She, at that time, they pro- marry at 13, 14, 15. So probably at 21, she became a widow. What would be your prayer point for her? A husband. Lord, please, sort. she's too young. Lord, do something for her. And then she herself would have been going around, looking at all of you married people. I don't know what I do, where he hit me so. Isn't it life? We'll be wondering, God, why, why, why is this woman suffering? Why? Don't, you know, do something for her. Do something for her. But she could have taken that care and would never have heard of her. But the Bible says this woman made herself a handmaiden of the Lord. Continued in the temple, serving God with fastings and prayers, day and night, never departing. That's okay. She was busy. She was occupied. 
she was very busy. She, her age, this 84 years, is 84 years of her widowhood. Of her service, that's even better. Because she, 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 we're just told she's a widow for story purposes. The story they're telling us about her, is it a sorry story? No Christian has a right to a sorry story. If you would pick the cares of the kingdom. Listen. How many children? Two. Okay, you. How many? Those twins are disturbed here. Three. Um, there are some things she cannot do because she has wahala of those three you know, children that trouble her. Now, somebody does not have a child. There are things you can do. You can pick up the cares of the kingdom. When our Lord Jesus Christ says, take up your cross. He says, your location. Take up your location. Take it and do what? Follow me. You have money. Oh yes, serve God with the money. You don't have money also. There are some things like we learned the other day that will not disturb you. If you don't have money, this thing that's saying kidnappers, you'll be saying, where are they? Because if they kidnap you, they'll feed you. Until there, anybody they'll call say, who? I beg you. So you can decide to be patrolling at Kaduna, um, Abuja Road. When they see you, they will even avoid you. <laughs> you can take the case of the kingdom. So you see some people, you know, for you know, whatever area of challenge, I don't want to be you know, specific. You see them withdrawing and the very thing that God provided to fill them up so that there won't be a sorry case. They avoid it. Waiting until God, you know, adds, you know, the bread and the butter and all of that. Before, no. This woman, they didn't tell us her case and say, poor Anna. No. Her intercession brought down the Lord Jesus. That's, that's spiritual understanding. Now, was she happy that the husband died? No. Should you be happy or not? No. Should you be happy or not rich? No. But then when you find yourself there, no God loves you. And he will not allow you to be put in a position without making a way of escape. That's the way of escape. There are kingdom businesses you occupy. I remember before I became a Christian, if I were busy in the office, I wouldn't remember to eat. Not fasting. This is the way Pastor Nath is looking at me. Pastor Nath is saying, you know, no be me. Do you understand? There are some things that you occupy yourself. You won't remember some things. People are saying, ah, you don't know. Pastor, I'm lonely. You're idle. If you occupy yourself with the things of the kingdom, anywhere you are, your heavenly father knows. And there will be things there that he will, assignment he'll be giving you that will make you not know. The lady that prayed for us the day we got married, my boss, you know, you could see the heart which, which she prayed. And that prayer is being fulfilled. She declared that our home, how did she pray? You know, but, but she prayed prayers because of us. Everybody around us started getting married. Because you know how it is, you know, people are saying, young boys, I'm here and I won't marry, I won't know. He said, your home will advertise marriage. It will be a joy. It will be an example. She was not married. She could, she could have been praying Small boy. Small. You know, see me. Father. Father. 
<laughs> oh Lord. Somebody say spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Let, let me try and round up. My time is gone. You see, wh- why is this so? I, I don't know where we got the idea that the kingdom of God is cheap. The kingdom of God is free, but it's not cheap. You see, cheap implies low quality. Cheap impl- implies easily available. Come on. The kingdom of God is not cheap. But the kingdom of God is free. That's where people miss it. In Jeremiah 29, 10 to 14, you can read it when you go home. It's where uh, God was speaking to the nation of Israel. You can put 10 yet. He said, for thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I'll visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. 11, let, let's go ahead. For I know, this is where we pick that statement. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you what? A future and a hope. Go on, 12. Now, what does he say? I know the thoughts I think towards you, to bring you. Then he says, then, what will happen? You will call on me and go and pray to me. And I will listen. Continue, 13. We are going to 14. And now he says what? You will do what? And do what? When what will happen? Does that sound cheap? Does that sound cheap? He has given a word after 70 years. Old. That's when Daniel, it was after the 70 years that Daniel, when that's what, that's the testimony of Daniel. With fastings and prayer, 21 days. The kingdom of God is not cheap. Anybody who does not value it can never get into it. Nobody will enter into heaven mistakenly. It's not heaven. You can stroll and stroll and stroll. In my house, sometimes people will come and press the button and say, Hi, Jade. You see, I live in, you know, communal place. Nobody strolls into a mansion mistakenly. Praise the Lord. It doesn't happen. You, nobody will get into heaven and say, ah, I made it to heaven. No. Our Lord Jesus speaking says, since the time of John, the kingdom has been preached. And what is happening? He said, men are pressing into it. People press into the kingdom. You catch it. You get spiritual understanding. You settle it like we learn. Nothing else matters. When they talk about prayer, you know that prayer is your life. I've told you here, I don't like to pray. I need to pray. Let nobody deceive you. Ah, These people like to pray. No, except if the person is jobless. How many of us have had gunshots around our house in the, you know, in the night? Did you like to pray or did you, did you say let the prayer warriors be praying? Now the truth is that in the spirit, there are gunshots all the time. It's an understanding of spiritual things. To, 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 to sow seed, to give money, you know, either to the needy or to your leaders or whatever. It's not something you do, it's a need. It's your going to your future. It's called seed. That's why it's called seed. It's not throw away. Praise the Lord. These are spiritual principles. To honor someone, to treat someone with respect, is not that you're afraid. It's that you know that the Bible says, whatsoever you want what? To be done unto you. It says, do to others. It's laws of sowing and reaping. So these things, there's people who don't have understanding that behave anyhow. Praise the Lord. So the kingdom is not cheap. It's free, but there's a pressing in. And how does the Bible make that very clear for us? He helps us 
Isaiah 51 1, and I try to close here. It says, Who oh, everyone who thirsts, it says, Come. 55. 55 1, sorry. It says, 55, please. Who oh, everyone who thirsts, it says what? Come to the waters. You have no money. Come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine, milk, without money, without price. You look at that now, and it contradicts what I'm saying, Abby. No, now. He said everyone who thirst is the thirst. Is the thirst. Is the thirst. The book of Proverbs says, in the, in the, in the hand of fools, there is no price for wisdom. They don't, you, you bring wisdom, they won't pay for it. Somebody who has lost his way, will he ask for direction? Somebody who doesn't know where he's going, sorry. Will he ask for direction? Direct to where? If somebody who is going somewhere, they'll say, please, I need to find it. He says, everyone who thirsts, let's bow our heads in prayer. Tell the Lord, please, put in me a thirst for your kingdom. That's where it begins. A thirst for your truth. A thirst for your ways. I want to know your ways. Give me spiritual understanding. I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to be lost in the crowd. I don't want to be lost in the number. It says everyone who thirsts. It says come buy without money. You will drink as much as you're thirsty. That's the part of it. It's not cheap but it's free. It will cost you. It cost the man everything he had. If he was a billionaire, it cost him all. If he was a pauper, it cost him all. The desire, that's where we miss it. But tonight, Lord, I desire. I want to know your ways. I want to walk in your path. I want to walk with you. Place your hand on me, Lord Jesus. Spirit, lead me. Lead me. Lead me. If you have that face, then cry to him. Feel me. Somebody came to church tonight asking, how do I make progress? The Lord is answering you. Somebody came like a desical, not caring. Tonight you need to cry to the Lord. I need to be alive. One of the basic things doctors check to, you know, to, 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 to gauge the health of a person is, do you have appetite? Tonight you're in church or you're listening over the media. You don't have appetite. Cry to the Lord. It's a condition that you don't want to toy with. Give me hunger for you. Let's set my heart on fire for you. Let me pursue the things that you pursue. Let me value the things that you value. Help me. Help me. Let it come from your heart. Everyone that it is. If it's the hunger is not there. Pray for the hunger to be there. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know. I want, I want to. I, I want set my heart on fire. I want to burn for you. Lord, I want to care. I want to be mindful of my father's business. I want to see only you. Lord, I thirst for you. I'm beginning to ask him. Lord, give me spiritual understanding. This situation you are, where you are now, there is a way out, sir. When the apostle Paul says rejoice and again I say rejoice. He was in prison. Why could he rejoice? Because while he was in prison, he was writing epistles. He had spiritual understanding. He was not in prison lamenting. He was not in prison saying, get me out now, 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 now. 
he sat in prison, made himself comfortable, and started writing epistles that will last through the ages so he could rejoice. There is a wisdom for you that can make you rejoice tonight and continue to rejoice. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let's conclude by telling Lord, you are good. Let's con conclude by telling Lord, the kingdom is beautiful. I never for one day regret being a Christian. Never allow the enemy tell you if you were not a Christian. He's a, he's a liar and a deceiver. Nothing can compare. Nothing can compare. Nothing can compare. So I bring you more than a song. I bring you, oh Lord, all that I am. I come to offer my life to you. You are my God. You are my God. You are worthy of all my worship. You are worthy of my surrender. You are worthy of my dedication. I give it all to you. 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 Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you. Lord, 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 we worship you. Father, we thank you. Let's round up our prayers thanking him. Thank you, Lord. You love us. You love us so dearly. You love us so deeply. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, somebody. Listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www at thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.